Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing our look at Esther. We're still in chapter 8, looking at verses 7 and 8 in the God's Word translation. The king has taken a course to prevent the mischief that Haman had designed. Haman came up with this idea and had the king to agree with him to uh, get rid of all of these people in his kingdom that did not live like they did, who did not believe like they did. But he forgot to tell the king that he was speaking of the Jewish people in his in his uh, empire. So in order to to mitigate to save her people from destruction, Esther proceeds to use uh, a similar negotiating tactic as she used before, emphasizing the king's favor of her while not implicating him in the decree against the Jews, even though he is surely also at fault because he gave um, Haman the authority to carry out this heinous act. But let's listen, listen to Esther chapter 8 verses 7 and 8. King Xerxes said to Queen Esther and Mordecai, the Jew, I have given Haman's property to Esther, and Haman's dead body was hung on the pole because he tried to kill the Jews. You write what you think is best for the Jews in the king's name. Seal it also with the king's signet ring, because whatever is written in in the king's name and sealed with the king's signet ring cannot be canceled. Again, this is Esther chapter 8, verses 7 and 8 in the God's Word translation. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, we're looking at Esther chapter 8, verses 7 and 8 in the God's Word translation. In this section, the king is going to allow uh, Mordecai to make a counter decree. Because remember, once a decree is made, by the Medes and Persians, it cannot be reverted. It cannot be reversed. It's a law that's going to stand. So the king is going to allow Mordecai to write what needs to be written to save his people. So in a uh, sense, again, they're mitigating. They're trying to make something bad less severe because the, the decree that Haman created would allow for all the Jews in the provinces to be killed. 
So unlike earlier negotiations, Mordecai is present because remember now he's second in command. He has Haman's old position and the ring that the king had given Haman. So Mordecai is present for the uh, discussion. The king reiterates the actions he's already told them, you know, to bring justice to an unjust situation, possibly in an effort to avoid the implication that he is at fault. He did allow himself to be manipulated by the scheming, hateful, uh, heinous Haman, <laughs> who uh, kind of talked him into, by, you know, by telling him that he has a group of people in his empire who just does not do uh, what the king says to do. And, you know, he was exaggerating. He was lying because the only person who did not bow to uh, Haman was Mordecai. So because Mordecai didn't bow, he's, you know, he says, oh, it's all the people in this private, in all of this, this uh, group of people, they don't do anything that the king wants that, you know, that the king has said is a law. They have their own laws. They do their own thing. So he uh, lied and the king believed him and allowed him to create this edict that would allow um, all the Jews to be annihilated on a, a specific day. But let me get back to the notes. The king shows them that he had done enough already to convince them that uh, he had a concern for his Jewish, uh, for the Jewish nation, for he had ordered his favorite, that would be Haman, to be hanged because he laid his hand upon the Jews and he therefore would do the utmost that he could to protect them. He leaves it fully with Esther and Mordecai to use the king's name and the king's power for the deliverance of their new edict that they're going to, to create. So as before, he had left it with Haman to use his name and power for the uh, destruction of the Jews He's going to allow Mordecai to use the king's name and power for the saving of the Jews. Um, he says, "Let let the Jews write for the Jews as it like as you want to," because I guess he understood that Mordecai knew what to say and what should be said to save his people, saving only the honor of our constitution. So you can't change the constitution; it's already written. You can't do away with it, but let the, the mischief that Haman started be put away as effectively as, may, as you can without reversing the letter of the law. The king knew and informed the queen that according to the constitution of the Persian government, the former edict could not be revoked, but Mordecai would be allowed to write an edict to um, like to uh, a new edict, edict to take the place of that one. What is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's ring may not under any pretense whatsoever be reversed. But again, he's uh, looking at the fact that, okay, um, this was a mistake. I signed this. I can give you the power to make it right. And that's what Esther and Mordecai 
will do in honor of their people. And again, God's name isn't called, but God's hand is all over the book of Esther. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Just as we're studying the book of Esther, and uh, we're learning that even though your name is not called in the book, your hand is all over the book. And Father, we thank you that we don't have to wait for you to uh, put out your scepter for us to come into your courts. Thank you, God, that we can enter your courts with thanksgiving and praise. Father, again, we are continuing our prayer for uh, the Ukraine. We're praying for even the Russians. I'm sure many of them don't understand this war. Some of them are even unaware of the war because of the propaganda um, of, you know, of that area. But God, we ask that you please show mercy. We ask that you watch over the people of the Ukraine. We ask that you protect them from all the weapons literally raised against them. Father, build a, a shield around the Ukraine and may every weapon thrown towards them be diffused supernaturally and rendered powerless in the name of Jesus. And Father, we pray for those who need you in a special way. Conflicts even in homes, conflicts in families, conflicts in places of employment, conflicts everywhere, Father. We're praying for your peace. We're praying that your um, understanding abides in these situations. God, we're praying that these nations all of them get together and talk about what's going on and come up with a solution to save and not harm in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's word with me. Be blessed. Thank you.